welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Salette. And we're uh, happy to be back with you guys. Yay! Um, we're recording a part again because, you know, COVID's everywhere. <laughs> yes, and it's particularly bad in our state again. This is the worst it's been, actually. Uh, our governor just came out today and said that in Denver... They're pretty sure that one in one every 100 persons is contagious with it right now. Yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> the city of like a million fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way life is for now. So we're not even getting together. Eh, it's a thing, guys. Yeah. So welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal rom- romance novels. And we've got a particularly interesting and fun one for you guys today. But first, let's start off with a quickie. Yes. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Can't wait. So you, you Kalina, go on a baking competition show. Mm. And you can mm. only take me or Emily. Who do you choose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> come on i already know who you're gonna choose (laughs) it's not the it's not the person who puts all the ingredients in the bowl at once (laughs) emily might have a leg up on you (laughs) she's uh she's a little more familiar with the baking so She does have a tendency to wing some shit, though, so oh, I have to give her good directions. <laughs> you're right. You're you're right about that. She is. She's like, oh yeah, no, I put mint in there instead of vanilla. <laughs> sure, sure, fine. If yeah. Works. No, I mean, I've I've seen you bake. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave that to everybody's imagination. <laughs> But I am a good direction follower. Yes, you absolutely can. I am a 100% rule follower. Yes. And that's why when somebody just hands you a note card with ingredients listed on it, but then no directions past that, (laughs) you just put all the ingredients in a bowl. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you don't give me directions of what I'm supposed to do with all these ingredients. Like, well... (laughs) They all go in the bowl at the same time without any kind of mixing. <laughs> the wet ingredients and the dry ingredients, none Worst of that. Just everything all at once. Ever. I do not reckon it. They did not. They did not turn out well. They did not. <sighs> but you tried. I did. And trust, trust me, I'm not, I'm not offended that you would take Emily. I would be in the stands cheering you guys on. Also, I do think that you and I would mess around way too much. <laughs> I think that That's true. we wouldn't take things. But I also think you and Emily might mess around too. I think just the three of us doing anything serious together just doesn't work. <laughs> Emily's the most serious of the group and it's so weird that she is. I think so too. But Emily and I were first doubles team in tennis in high school and we fucked around all the time Mm -hmm. we were not good because all we did was fuck around Mm -hmm. we didn't play tennis we (laughs) we were serious for one game at regionals in grand junction and all we did was play defense because those girls were kicking our asses (laughs) we uh, we couldn't score on them but i mean they couldn't really score on us either though because we were playing defense but then i mean our game lasted forever but we, um, that was the one and only game that we were super serious about. Other than that, we just messed around too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's not always serious or anything. But I think that <laughs> if it was like something she needed to be serious about, she'd be serious. Yeah, and if something as serious as that, I mean, she's the one who's ripping up floors at two in the morning <laughs> to re- to remodel her home six months pregnant. She's That's like, just what she does. I took down the shower <laughs> while I was six months pregnant and on bed rest. While I was in the shower. <laughs> She's like, That's not how that works. <laughs> Why are you doing that, Em? <laughs> don't don't do All that. right. Okay. So yeah. Cool. What did we read for this week's episode? So for this episode, we read Badger to the Bone by Shelley Lawrenston, narrated by Charlotte Kane. This is the third of the, what's the Badger? Chronicles. 
Honey, the Badger Chronicles? The Honey Badger Chronicles, I think. The, yes, I think you're right. The Honey Badger Chronicles, which I think at some point we thought was maybe the last of the books, but turns out maybe not. Well, there's no definitive... No. I mean, I not did, really. There wasn't a big thing that was like, and that's the end. Goodbye. But <laughs> Right. So there could be more. But I mean, the three sisters now have their stories, so I don't I don't know. But they're fun people, so I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind following some more of their antics. Yeah. I mean, future. and we did just they discover another sister towards the end of the book, but she's only 17, yeah. so maybe not yet. I no, mean, but you know what? I would love these characters in holiday shorts. Oh, that would be fun. Like Christmas at the Badger House. <laughs> oh my Thanksgiving god. at the Badger House. <laughs> oh, I'm so having Thanksgiving at, at Charlie's house. <laughs> I think that would wow. be fun. Like yeah. they could have some really wild holiday shorts. Like she could just write those for me and I would be super happy. Hey Shelly. Yeah. You wanna write me those books, please? <laughs> Shelly, thank you for listening to us. We're big fans. <laughs> We really need you to write us some holiday shorts so we can record ourselves doing silly things, saying silly stuff. But yeah, I would. That would be fun. This would be a world I'd really like to see done up for the holidays. Yeah, I'm. I'm digging those shorts. I'm with you. On oh that. yeah, they're so good. Definitely. So yeah, you want to give us some clits notes? Yes, I do. So we meet. Well, we've already met Mac. She's the middle sister of the mm-hmm. the three McKilligan. <sighs> They're like the outcasts of the McKilligan clan because they are Freddy's daughters and Freddy is just like the fuck up. And so they pretty much just have to save and be there for each other because no one else in their family is there for them. Like the McKilligans disown them, both the or the Scottish McKilligans and the American McKilligans. They're just like, no, if they need something, they kind of come around. But other than that, Mm -hmm. these girls are on their own. So after the first two books, we have now we have Max and we get her story. And this is the story of her and Zay. She we start out the book with her being kidnapped by Zay and another group paramilitary group, but they all happen to be humans full humans except for zay and so she's sitting there in the van and she's like what are you doing here and he's like what do you mean and she smells him and he's like (laughs) what are you doing and she's like i mean you know right what are you know what you are and why why are you here why are you with them and so basically he actually was an infiltrator because he was working for some group that was trying to catch these former military groups that were taking jobs like kidnapping and murder for hire. And he was working to undermine that group to fi- like infiltrate them and stop them. So his he thought he was going to save her. I'll be part of this kidnapping, but I'll, I'll help her escape. <laughs> And thus be a good guy and I'll like figure out who was running this former military paramilitary group that's out there doing bad things. Mm-hmm. Instead, she almost gets him killed by pointing out that he's obviously a spy <laughs> <laughs> and a double, cr- a double agent. And then mm-hmm. the guys try to kill him and her and instead her basketball troop shows up and saves them both. That's so awesome. And so now she has him back at her house and she's like, dude, you're a jaguar. You're a cat. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I don't understand it. That doesn't make sense. What drugs are you doing? So she she spends a bit of the book trying to explain to him that shifters are real, that he is a shifter, and that he needs to, you know, like, learn more about the shifter world. Because living in the humans, he's not understanding his true potential. He's not living up to all the, the, like, speed, the strength, all of the benefits that he has as a shifter. So a lot of things happen. (laughs) There's a lot (laughs) of side stories. We still have, like, the uncles whose plane blew up and the aunts from Italy who are trying to kill the rest of the family. We got the crazy Mm -hmm. cousin from Scotland that was in prison. We got Max's mom who's escaped from prison. Somebody else who wanted to kill her. Like, I mean, so many many people. So many people. So many people and so many stories and we've got the group and we've got Cats in House and we've got the Bear Alliance and a lot of things are going on. Mm -hmm. Turns out Freddie either has kidnapped or at least is just run away with a 17 year old girl who they think is a hacker who stole all the money from the uncles. 
So they've got that sub story. Um, mm-hmm. Max's mother shows up and tells Charlie basically that she's a bad person because she's keeping Max away from her. Uh, so Charlie's tail spins for a while about that. Yeah, she does. <laughs> There's a basketball tournament happening and Max and her, <laughs> her, the Honey Badger teammates uh, are in the playoffs. They're trying to get to the finals for this basketball tournament. But really, we're just focusing on their relationship between Max and Z. So she helps him. She goes, you know, to find out what his lineage is. They look up the records in the library, figure out that she thought maybe he was half like a full human, one parent and maybe a shifter parent, like father that left and never told mom what he was. So then that way he would Mm -hmm. not obviously know. But turns out that everyone knew, (laughs) even his grandfather who raised raised him, him, just never told him. So they go and confront the grandfather and have a moment there because he's like, how could you not tell me who I am? Yeah. (laughs) How could you let me think I was a freak? Because he, you know, obviously you notice during puberty that you're a lot faster and stronger Mm -hmm. and bigger than everyone else and he thinks maybe something's wrong with him so they get closer he starts to learn how to be a cat he climbs a tree he loves trees Uh, (laughs) she (laughs) she introduces him to like crazy steakhouses with all of the animals exotic Exotic animals animals on the on the menu they basically they bone they fall in love he helps her I don't know. He helps her escape when she gets kidnapped by the cops. I mean, there's a lot of shit. (laughs) There's so much. I think there's way too much in this story. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, but too much. I agree. I'd strip it down a little bit. Yeah. And I'd really just focus on. And I think I I wonder, I sometimes, and I think I wondered this back when we did the second book, that it might be the kind of story that lends itself better to reading than audio yeah i you know i wonder that too and i also think that perhaps we have become a little bit more favorable or like favor the novellas now or the short stories now like we really we've been doing a ton of those and we really like those i i, I agree i think we do i think part of it is this year and the um <laughs> i don't i no longer have the patience or the attention span to devote to too much like large-scale moving pieces mm-hmm. like we, I just, I used to, I used to read huge books like this with, you yeah. know, that would span decades of time and stuff, but I, I'm tired. The The world sucks. Everything is stressful <laughs> yeah. and I need things to be really small and concise. Yeah. You know, just give me a nugget that mm-hmm. makes me happy and takes away like some of this anxiety shit that I'm dealing with. Yeah. And so I think that's where we've started. We've definitely gotten more into shorter stories and like more quick, concise I keep calling them smaller, but I don't I, I don't mean that in a size manner, but like where the the focus of the plot is is more just like one or two people. <laughs> right. And it, it's not it's not like a whole universe being created with so many different stories that ties into one story or anything. It's just one story about a two man people. and a woman. <laughs> Or people, yeah. they're true. They don't even have to people. be. Just, just be two people who yeah. want to fuck. Or three people. We'll That's true. We three. take three, four, five, <laughs> sometimes five. It's, yes, yeah, so that five. last one. We've had <laughs> there were six in that last one. Yes, you know, we'll take, if they're all sharing love in this same group, we'll take them. Because they, they, you know, you're not supposed to be with more than five people in a group right now anyway without wearing a mask. So Right, that would just be not good. <laughs> just <laughs> So, but yeah, I, so I think part, it's just part of where, like, the kind of environment in which we're reading these books and what I, what we want to get out of them, like, what is yeah. entertaining to us now or escape, like, books are escapism. Mm-hmm. And so what feels like an escape and what feels like I can't handle the 17 different Scottish uncles and aunts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, but I don't, I can't with this. Yeah. So I still, I mean, I, I love these Badger books. I really do. And if I could like just edit it out down <laughs> to like the core nuggets, I'd just, they'd make me yeah. so happy. Because these characters are wonderful. Yeah, they All are. of them. Even the, even the crazy extra ones that I can't name and I couldn't. <laughs> like her basketball friends, the, the other Badgers. Yeah, they're so cool. They're so cool. Yeah, they're way And they're neat. neat and they have their, you know, personalities and they're, 
interest, but they still love each other as a team and they're always there for each other. There's mm-hmm. the crazy girl that they keep running into that I think was a hockey player or whatever. The one who's really like over the top. I don't know. It's she's oh, been yeah. in all three she's been in all three books. Mm-hmm. And she just is insane. There's just so many. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. There's the house of the all the jackals, there's all of the hyenas, there's the bears and There's a lot. We met a bunch a- of lions in this book. She that one lady, the head lion lady was really cool. I don't know. I can't tell you her name. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. And I do think I do think because she jumps back and forth between scenes a lot and there isn't a definitive break for that in the audio recording. Yeah. That that's why I think it would be maybe easier to read as like a book or an ebook because you you would I'm sure there's some kind of page break like a even a squiggly, you know, yeah. indicating like a new scene, but they just haven't or at least in these recordings they didn't give you any kind of audio signal that okay pause new scene right it was just, it was just you, like so you have all, to be the, paying all these irish people are talking and then all of these southern people <laughs> are talking and then and you're just like where are we and what's happening because those are two separate scenes with two separate people and mm-hmm. and yeah and charlotte does not have an easy job no she does when, not that's a ton of people to do voices for you have a cast of honest to god dozens that have mm-hmm. speaking roles it's not just like they're introduced but they don't talk they and all they talk. have different accents too all kinds of accents yes Every single one of them. And so she does a good job for how hard I think this book is to oh, yeah. to adapt for audio. And I I know that we had sort of like a weird problem with how she had ended the, her words during her narration through the last one. It was just kind of like she did this weird throat thing at the end of her words. Do you remember? I do. From I, I Stevie's thought book? it still existed. Yeah, it it's was still definitely there. still there. But I don't know. Maybe it's because I got used to it or I remembered it from the second book. But it didn't bother me this time. I agree. Did it still bother no, you? Not as much as it did in the second. But I think that's just because we had been expecting the first narrator. Yeah. You know, but now once we got introduced to her in the second book. Yeah. Then when she started talking, I instantly remembered these characters. I was yeah. like, okay. But it was hard between one and two because we got a new narrator. So when she started talking in two, yeah. I was less like, who are these people? Because <laughs> these are not my yeah. people. <laughs> and I think we were almost kind of hoping that they'd get another narrator for uh, Max so that they would have three different girls well, that, or female voices doing It would make sense to me to do that. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. change, then you change for each one because then that's their inner voice. Is yeah. what it sounds like, but no, I guess whatever. I don't even remember who was the first narrator now. Oh, we mentioned I know, it but a while ago. It doesn't ago. matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's yeah. fine. I mean, Charlotte does a good job. Like I said, it's hard. This is not an easy book. Oh, this yeah. It's not one where you like, you oh. pick like four characters and you, that's your whole book. This is so many voices. And to do the same voiceover, yeah. like, voice for each character and they only pop up every you know four or five hours you get a, that person shows back up for like two lines and then goes away again you're like how could you possibly remember what you did for their voice <laughs> i know it's so crazy but she does really good and she does good differentiate between the female and the male voices i think those sound really good you can always tell and i can always truly tell which sister she's being at least between Charlie, Max, and Steve. Yeah, the three sisters, they're very distinct. Uh, All the Irish, or I mean not Irish, the Scottish, they kind of all sound the same. And that's fine. Like all the Scottish ants. Yeah. I can't really tell the difference. I don't know. If it's Mari or if it's Auntie or if it's Lydia, you know, so. Too many of them. Or Libby or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I I was just happy. I was happy to see yeah. the characters again. I I just love they're such a unique shifter group for this book. Yeah, because totally. it's not just your standard completely normal human who just happens to turn into a wolf or a bear. These shifters have their full like animal traits even in their human forms. <laughs> yes, they do. Like, Shen is always eating bamboo and chews very loud and is, like, just slow and calm and strong. And Stevie is skittish like a cat. And mm-hmm. Max is angry. All that. Although, Max's character did change a little bit from the first two books, I think, when she finally had her own book. 
she came into her character a little bit and she is much more fun and less of just an angry Asian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's 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 so much fun. I love Max is my favorite. I love her. I love mm-hmm. her out of the three. But and, you know, and Charlie's calm like a wolf. You don't really know much about them, I guess. They don't really. What do they do? They don't. Oh. Do anything. <laughs> they howl. I don't know. <laughs> They how and they bake they really bake. good. Yeah, apparently, she's a good baker. No, I know it's all these characters. They just the bears all have pools and they keep beehives and they all eat like absurd <laughs> amounts yes. of food. Yes, and <laughs> the lions have a matriarchal system and the you know the lady lions smack down the young young the, the lion, lion men that... who think they're hot shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. It's so fun. It's brilliant writing, really. It is. <laughs> it's really, and it's, it brings the reader in, and I just like I love even it. I Zay, who's like didn't know what he was until just now, found out he's a shifter, jaguar shifter. Everyone who in the shifter world, like just interacting with him, is like, "How did you not know you're a cat?" Because he keeps doing very cat things. <laughs> like he just stares at people. Yeah, just stares at them. Doesn't say anything. Yeah, doesn't talk to him. Just stares at mm-hmm. them. He walks away. He decides. <laughs> he yep. just gets up mm-hmm. and leaves. Like, that's a very cat thing yep. <laughs> Just like, I'm done with this area. Yep. I don't need to be here anymore. You know? He decides he doesn't like someone and... <laughs> he, what did he do get to up and leave. Um, the Wolverine? Dutch. Dutch. He, like, he like oh. knocked his food out of his yeah. hand because he was being annoying. Always. He was just sitting there, I think. <laughs> and he just was like, nah. I think he just, like... Because... Uh, Every time he they like had an interaction, he was just like, "I don't like you." <laughs> just automatically was like, "I don't like you." And when they were sitting for the basketball game, Dutch was sitting next to him until he knocked his <laughs> drink and food out of his hands, and then he went to go sit on the other side of Shannon's TV. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for Dutch. I don't know why people don't like him. Max is the only one that likes Dutch. Yes, everybody else hates Dutch, and I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, we didn't grow up with him, so I guess we never saw everything. But I I mean, he seems perfectly (laughs) nice. Like, I don't know why Charlie hates him as much as Charlie does. Because she hates him. Yeah, and I'm I'm real surprised that she does too. Because I think even though she's got a really bad temper, Charlie is the most level-headed of them. Yeah, and she loves... I think maybe she was afraid he would get Max into trouble, but Max gets into her own fucking trouble. Like, she doesn't need Dutch Dutch for that at all. So I don't think that's very fair, you know? In fact, I think he's, like, helpful to her most of the time and helps keep her out of trouble. He probably grounds her a little bit, yeah. But Charlie just doesn't see that. She just does not like him. And the the first time fucking Zay met him, he was like, No. Mm -hmm." I do love how much Zay just said nope to things. Yeah. Like, anytime she would, like, just tell him something off the wall, but real about her family or something, or being a shifter or something, or, like, eating scorpions out of a bag, he'd just be like, <laughs> yes. no, 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 nope. no, Mm-mm. no way. And he'd walk away. <laughs> he's so, like, he's so surprised by everything. But just like you said, like a cat, he's just like, nope, this is not my scene. I'm nah, fucking out of nah. here. <laughs> no, I, I got nothing for this one. But uh, part of the reason these characters work so well and are so endearing is they're just true bond and love between the sisters. Like, yeah. it is... Yeah, there's lots of really intricate family dynamics here. And between the three of the sisters, it's really powerful. They have been them against the world for their whole lives. And yeah, every yeah. time they turn around, their father's done something to fuck up their life. He's sold multiple sisters into slavery basically <laughs> at different points yeah. i mean he's stolen all of stevie's money i mean he just has done so many shitty things to these ladies and mm-hmm. it's just keep going keep protecting stevie just make it work and so max and charlie just take turns with stevie doing what they have to do and being there for each other and they know each other so fucking well there's like so many scenes yeah, they where do. max and stevie will be like trying to keep something from charlie like max's mother shows up <laughs> at the house and they're not going to tell her and she walks in and she's like what happened what are you guys saying yeah <laughs> she totally knows they know already the second, she knows the second <laughs> thing she sees them 
or mm-hmm. like where Max will get Stevie because she's afraid Stevie's gonna spill some secret. And so instead of like trying to tell Stevie, like, don't talk about it, just let's do something, you know, she starts needling Stevie on other things to distract her and like gets her so pissed off at yeah. Max that she blows up at Max and like storms out of the room. And all of that is to distract yeah. her and keep her from thinking about like the dangerous situation they're hiding or something. Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. everyone knows that's what Max is doing, <laughs> except Stevie. <laughs> Yeah, and it works. And they all know and understand each other's idiosyncrasies. And they, I loved talking about one of the flashbacks. I loved their first encounter between Max and Stevie when they <laughs> first, <laughs> when they first met each other as like babies, maybe not babies, young but girls, like, little girls, like toddlers are really like four or five mm-hmm. or something. And with Stevie, no, Max. Max was the Max was the last one to join the girls, right? So Stevie joined first. Like, was with Charlie, Charlie and her mom. Yeah, Stevie got dropped yeah, off Charlie for and her a mom. weekend, and then Stevie's mom never showed back up again. I don't think we've ever found out whatever happened to Stevie's mom. Yeah, I don't think so either. And then the same thing sort of happened with... No, what happened with Max? She didn't drop her off, did she? Because she ended up going to jail. Yes, but, but... I, I think at this point she was just staying for, like, a little bit. I mean, they were always... Yeah, and then ended and then, up yeah, going to jail. Then the mom her mom ended up went going to, to prison for, you know, robbing. Thieving for being thieving. a bad person, a yeah, jewel thief or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So she's got these two half sisters, half daughters, you know, running around, and mm-hmm. they like took one look at each other and basically started fighting. Literally, like Stevie decided she did not like Max and like yeah hit her. <laughs> so then Max is <was> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then fucking launched attack. And it was just, it's just such a funny, it's just a funny thought to think of that type of a, you know, like Mm -hmm. scene and to write about it. It's just, I don't know. I love it. I love those little scenes. And it's just funny because then it's like that for the rest of their life. They are 100% still like that. But they love each other. They just are still like that. (laughs) They do. Yes. But they are the sisters that will fucking tear each other apart, like literally tear each other apart, but always protect each other and love each other no matter what, which is where the huge, strong uh, family yeah. dynamic comes in. No, I I like the little flashbackies, too, because there was one in this book where the wolf pack, because after Charlie's mom gets killed, they go to mm-hmm. live with her grandfather. And the wolf pack doesn't want to take him in because only one, Charlie's the only one that's actually a wolf, part wolf. And yeah. she's only a hybrid at that and they don't really like hybrids and the other two aren't blood because they aren't his daughter's kids they're his daughter's husband's kids <laughs> yeah dad anyway it doesn't matter they're yeah. half siblings <laughs> and so they're the wolves are always trying to kick the girls out throughout their whole childhood when they're living with him and charlie has set the goal that they are just staying until max graduates and they figure out where Char- where stevie is going to school because she's already skipped ahead and is out of high school yeah she's already graduated yeah. college and is looking for like <laughs> grad school or something so she's but Stevie just, or Charlie just wants to stay until Max graduates and then they'll be gone. And this other wolf pack that's trying to like hassle them and take over because it was actually the alpha that the girls basically deposed when they showed up. <laughs> they, they kicked him out of yes, the pack. I remember. And, <laughs> and made <laughs> her grandfather alpha. They're like, nah, no, this isn't the way this is happening. And so he's all like, I'm going to yep. get back into that pack that I lost and I'm going to kick these girls out. And everyone knew that they were starting some shit. And then one night, Charlie and Max just leave the house. And the next day they come back all fucked up. No one ever sees that other bloody fucked up. They just go to sleep. Nobody ever sees that wolf back again. (laughs) 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 Two fucking teenage girls apparently go and take out an entire pack of wolves. It's awesome. So, yeah, it's just that's, you know, she's like, no, I'm not going to let you fuck with my pack. Mm -hmm. I just need like another year here. And then we'll be gone. Yep. We'll be gone. So yeah. no, it's there's good. a lot of fun. And then towards the end of the book, we could just talk about this real quick before we get into the sexiness. They meet Natalie, which is the 17 year old that yeah. Freddie has. So. So yes. and so. Yeah. <laughs> they think, well, her brother, Natalie's brothers think she's been kidnapped. Yes. Turns out Freddie's her father and she just wanted to spend some time with him. And she's also like a good hacker, a computer hacker. So he asked her to, I don't know, steal money from his brothers or something. Something, yeah. (laughs) 
But he is, like, so for most of the book, there's this undertow of, like, he's kidnapped a 17-year-old girl and run away with her, and everyone's like, fuck you, Freddy. Like, yeah. he's always been an asshole, but never, like, a perv. Like, this and was the lowest this, of lows. This was the lowest, and, like, mm-hmm. Charlie was fucking freaking out and pissed about it. Yeah. Turns out, no, not, nothing nefarious. Well, some kind of nefarious, like the stealing shit, but not the yeah, not perverted sexually. sex shit. Because yeah. it's just his other daughter. So yeah, so then poor... <laughs> their reaction to that was one of the best scenes. Oh, I just love... I love that Charlie was like, I'm sorry, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is over. <laughs> you you're, it just sucks, and I can't help you. You're just going to have a really shitty life. Like, at some point, being Freddie McKilligan's daughter is going to fuck up your life. Yeah. She's like, I hope you can go home and have a normal life, but if it ever happens that being a McKilligan ruins everything, you can come here. Yeah. We will help you. Go because we be... know there's nothing worse than being a McKilligan. Yeah. Yeah, they were telling her to go be whatever else she was, whatever that last name was. Stone. And, yeah. And <laughs> but, <laughs> I just, I loved Charlie throughout this whole book. She was just, but she, I mean, she's like this through all of the books. But that was probably my favorite scene with Charlie, where she was just like, your life is over. Done. <laughs> There's nothing we can do for you. This is the worst handicap you can... Oh, that's also... At first, it was a little sketchy because um, Natalie's deaf. Yes. And, and Charlie's big speech is like, you have the worst handicap ever possible in the history of the world. And, like, her brothers were about to, like, kill her. They were all like, don't you talk about my deaf sister that way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Freddie... <laughs> Freddie as a father is the biggest handicap <laughs> the biggest disability that will ever befall a human being oh my god <laughs> I need this movie to happen and here's what I need I need this right. to be like fucking Woody Harrelson as Freddie <laughs> Right? This night he'd be a good scumbag. I love Woody Harrelson and I think he'd be a great scumbag. I don't know. And Rosario Dawson might be a little bit older, but she's fucking hot and I see her as Charlie all the time. Okay. I could get behind that. Yeah. And I mean, and for like, you know, Stevie and, and Max, we'd have to find obviously some. What do you think of, what about Aquafina for Max? Oh my God, yes! <laughs> she would be perfect. I really, really, really want Aquafina to play Max. Oh my God, I do too. I want Aquafina to play Max. Oh my God, we got to make this happen. We have to find another. Book. And I think I want Margot Robbie to play Stevie. Oh, Margot Robbie would be a good Stevie. Yes, yes, let's do that. I'm, I'm, I'm one hundred percent. I'm on board for this. Down now. for this. This is this is good. Oh, <laughs> thank you for giving me Aquafina. I don't know why I didn't think of her. I fucking love her. Well, um. What's his name from Crazy Rich Asians needs to be... Henry Shen. Golding? Henry, yes, Henry Golding. He needs to be in everything. Let me tell well, you. Well, one, he should definitely... And he should never wear a shirt never. as long as he Take lives. off your fucking shirt, Henry <laughs> Golding. Never, ever put a shirt back on. But yes, he does He should be Shen. Shen. He should be Shen. He should be Shen. And oh my God. let's see... Let's see if I can cast a really giant one for Berg. Yeah, we need a giant Berg. And I, I mean, he needs to be the most absurdly giant of man. <laughs> <laughs> Just huge. Just huge beyond yeah. measure. Oh, hmm. uh, who are we going to give that to? It's got to be some, like, fucking wrestler or football player. Right? I'm only thinking of, like, The Rock and stuff, but he does not feel like Berg to me. No. But he is big enough, but... He is big enough, just not quite. He's not odd He's enough. He's not quite right. He needs a little bit more scruff. Like, Berg isn't going to be clean shit. He's a fucking bear. He right. needs to be fuzzy, and the rock is smooth. <laughs> yes. And he and he can't be that buff, honestly. And no, bears no, are... <laughs> no. They're a little chub-chub. <laughs> they are. We'll recast. We'll, we'll hold some aud- auditions. For Berg. Okay. We will. Yeah. And then as for Zay. Zay. Um, I'm sure we could find somebody uh, good for Zay too. I can't think Something of... like a Wilderfell Marama, but bigger. I was thinking the same thing too. 
Yes, but because I was just like, and actually, I don't even know where like he's originally from or where his lineage is. So I didn't know if that quite any south of the border, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Somewhere where jaguars live, you know. Yeah, sure. South or Central America. (laughs) Yeah, but you're right. He does need to be a little bigger. All right, this is going to happen. We're, we're going to... Yeah, no, I'm on board for this now. Yeah. I want this movie. Yes. I think it would be super good. <laughs> totally. Totally good. And all the... Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do all the shifting stuff, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Rosario's got it good because she doesn't actually have to do it. <laughs> That's true. She just has to, like, get claws and, like, her eyes and her fangs. Yeah, and she's good with the gun, or at least... In the movies I've seen her with, she looks pretty She's hot. She's very good with gun. Yeah. So yeah, this is um. Well, there we go. We yeah. just cast a whole movie. Yeah. Almost. Almost. Well, yeah, yeah. We have the fine. We got Berg. the important ones. So, we'll yeah. get a good Berg. It'll come to us at some point in our lives. It'll be three in the morning. You could text me. I'll be up. <laughs> and it'll be all right. <laughs> we'll be like that giant guy. <laughs> That's who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, should we do our kiss and tell? Oh wait. Uh, you know what? Hold on. I'm at a backup. We haven't even talked about the fucking sex yet. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> <sighs> so there was sex in this book. It took a long time. Look, you guys, this was a 12 hour book. It was this very long. long. There were a lot. And of we characters. are not exaggerating when we say that there's a lot of side stories oh, happening. So many. <laughs> so many. So many. But obviously, as the story goes on, Max and they, you know, they get it, they're attracted to each other. And they start teasing each other way long before they start fucking. And uh, when it does finally happen, it's good. So Max had just, Max Max is recovering. She just got... She almost got murdered she, by her she, aunt. <laughs> she just got murdered. Or her cousin or some... Some relative almost killed her. And so they were supposed to go to this really nice, fancy penthouse and just get it on. And But instead, she was almost murdered. And so Zay takes her home to take care of her. And she's, like, almost 100% healed by the time they start messing around. Well, yeah. Around. You know, honey badger, right? She's a honey badger. <laughs> you yeah. can't kill fucking honey badger. <laughs> so the short timeline of this is... The dining room table, and then the bedroom, and then, is it the bedroom again? I think it then goes to the bathroom, and then the bedroom again. Okay, That's how I bathroom, think it goes. And then the, yeah, so, and they do everything. They do everything. Oh my god. There's a so, cookie on the table with, <laughs> for Zay, so Zay is able to release himself. I mean, and she's just like, he's taking care of her. He's wiping blood off of her face, and she just grabs his dick. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, 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 you're injured. And she's like, ah, this is it. Because they've already (laughs) almost, like, they've gotten started a couple of times that haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, Because either, like, there's too many people in the house, they keep getting interrupted. I mean, when you have, like, 700 people that live with you, it's very (laughs) hard to have sex. When you have a 700 character (laughs) book, it's too hard to have sex. (laughs) This is straight up, like, Game of fucking Thrones, but with badgers. It's it's one fucking book. (laughs) <laughs> it is that is how many characters are in this book <laughs> oh my god oh my god you know who would be a good bear who berg you don't watch game of thrones do you i don't tormund. is there somebody on that show yes tormund he's oh he's big he's one of the um I don't even remember. Is he the what... reddish? Does he have red hair? Yes. I know who, which one you're talking about. Yes. yes he would be he... perfect. Oh, he'd be and fucking he's... perfect. He's so funny. And, and Berg just... is sweet and sweet and kind. And that guy yes. looks sweet and kind. Yes, he is. I mean, he's a little crazy because, you know, that's. But that's a character. Time, but it's the character. But he would be a good Berg. Yes. I love Okay. Him. We've, we've done it. We've, we've got it. We got it. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, send my so, letters of so, recommendation. And, Um, it's kind of it's almost like a signature of Shelley's in her writing is that the characters meet very early on and there's obvious sexual tension mm-hmm. and they'll like flirt at it but there's always something to interrupt them yeah. until maybe three quarters two thirds or three quarters through the way through the book finally we get the sex scene and it's super awesome and it goes on for a long time and it's yeah, super detailed hot. and you just sit there at work zoning out until your coworkers like, "What's going on with you?" Like, Nothing. 
Nothing. I'm not listening. <laughs> I haven't just got to the really to sexy part of this. A really dirty, book. really dirty scene right now. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're right, and it's good. It's good writing too because it's that anticipation, right? So like, she's getting all worked up and teased, and our blue balls, our blue vulva, and all of that ready, <laughs> and then she stops it. And then she gives it to us full blown. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. It is something that she does. She's done it in all three of the books. Yeah. I th- I feel like we got slightly more sex in Stevie's book. Because they were isolated. Yeah. Because they were staying at his sister's house or something. Yeah. Whereas... Well, I think the first, first time th- they had sex, it was at the McKilligan house. It was in Stevie's bedroom. I just remember the the living room scene at, at his sister's house. Okay, really, really well, and the yeah. couch and the floor because he's a panda. <laughs> Fucking panda. Fucking panda. And they're lazy. Henry Golding. (laughs) Henry Golding. (laughs) That's a fucking panda. Oh my god. Anyway, but I think one of my favorite things about the intimacy with Zay and Max is that so when she first sees him, she's definitely attracted to him, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, he's super hot and. You know, she figures out what he is pretty quickly. And not only that he is a jaguar, but that he is double agent or whatever. But then once they get him back to her, like all of it, like everything blows up and people almost, you know, get killed. And he he gets knocked on the head and she gets him back to her house. And once there, they dress him in Dutch's clothes because his clothes got ruined. Yeah. And then she doesn't like him. And like, And there's a very definitive like change in the way she's behaving with him. When he smells like Dutch. Like, she's not being flirty and cute with him. Yeah. And then they go out and get him new clothes. And he walks up wearing just, like, new jeans and a new t-shirt. And she instantly, like, almost falls out of her chair with how hot she thinks he is. Yes. And how, like, attracted to him she is. And her friend has to be like, well, yeah, you didn't like him when he smelled like Dutch because you don't like Dutch. Not like that, (laughs) you know? You're not attracted to Dutch. Yeah. But now that he smells like himself, you want You're like yeah, exactly. you want him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after that, she just couldn't she did her move, <laughs> which we yeah. don't I still don't really know what it was, but it was like a lean-in thing. But <laughs> It was. She's a she's an awkward. She's very blunt, but she's also a very awkward, I guess, lovey person. <laughs> I think so. I think I'd give her the like she's not great at like emotions and romance and stuff, but she's yeah. like I tried. I gave you my move. What more do you want? Yeah. It's like, if you can't fucking read it or understand it, that's your fucking problem. <laughs> like, that's my move. Look, it's yeah. my move. Yep. <laughs> it was good. That is good. I, I, yeah, I remember that. And then at one point, I think before, I think before they had sex, but maybe no, it was afterwards. They were kind of like bickering about something. And he leaned in, and she thought they were just going to kiss, but he, like, rubbed his face on her face. Oh, you yeah. You know how cats do? And then yes. he walked away, and, and she purred. almost fell over. Because <laughs> she was and like... he purred. He purred. Yes, because she was talking about how, like, she's not normally into that type of, like, really... Uh-huh. I don't remember what term she used, but, like, you know, that type of intimacy or softness mm-hmm. or whatever. She's just not into it. But that, like, made her weak in the knees, literally. She almost fell over. She was so, yes. like, turned on and, like, swoony. Yeah, and I she was, was really so swoony, too, because I was like, oh, he did, like, the head thing. I know. I know. He just, like, I just, when he did that, I imagined Saucy doing that to my legs. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Aww. Because it is such an endearing, lovey feeling when a cat mm-hmm. does that to you. When a cat just, like, Face bumps you. Face, but he face bumps you, and he's just like purring and just, mm-hmm. you know. So now imagine a full grown <laughs> muscle man, you man, <laughs> doing that to you. Face bumping you. <laughs> I need that in my oh, life. Oh, <laughs> it's so awesome. So good. Oh, great. <laughs> um. Okay, but yeah, so, so definitely read the book for the sex, because the sex is, I mean, read the book because it's a good book, but don't get yeah. confused because you don't get sex for a while, it's coming, and it's worth it's the coming. wait. It's coming, and it comes all at once, I mean, you get the full load. <laughs> <laughs> Real fast. <laughs> you get the full load. You get a couple of loads, really quick. A couple of loads, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they do everything, I mean, they do, like, he goes down on her, she goes down on him. And he takes her from behind, and she, she goes on top of like, him. Yeah. 
It's good. Mm-hmm. So listen to it. You guys have to listen to it. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Or read it. But yeah. Promise. Definitely. Or read it. But now we should do our kiss and tell. It's kiss and tell time. Yeah. Yeah. So we should do our kiss and tell. So in this book, and actually we were sort of just talking about it, I think at that moment where he had rubbed his face on her and purred a little bit, there was some type of, what was the emotional turmoil that was happening at that moment? Was that when his grandfather um, showed up? Not or? quite yet, but it was when Natalie was there. Like, Natalie was there. Natalie was there. And and they found out she was the Freddie's sister. daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that comforting face bump was for Max because she had just discovered a brand new sister and all this shit and Freddie was there. and yeah, that Freddie was, was tied w- up in a truck. <laughs> yes, he was tied up in a truck. <laughs> I love that. By the, little, the, the little sister did that, right? Yeah, the 17-year-old. I mean, he was... So he, she is a true... He McCullin. was already tied up, though, from Mari yeah. tied him up. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's... Okay. But anyway, she they put him in the, the truck. So the kiss and tell for this episode is... How do you want your partner to support you during an emotional or trying time? And, like, how accepting of different types of support are you? So, like, how is it that you want to be treated mm-hmm. by, I guess, not just your partner, maybe by your friends, too, or or whoever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you accept those type of reactions? I like to be mostly left alone. A little... Word. <laughs> Don't talk to me. <laughs> Um, I do like small gestures of support, like a pat on the back or on the head. I like when people bring me food, even when I don't ask for it or have not verbalized that I need food. I always need food. So bring me food. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are, that's my things. Those are it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm the same way. I initially don't want to be talked to. I don't want you to try to console me in any way. You have to let me deal with it on my own. Um, I know that they say that keeping shit in is not a very good thing, but that's just how I deal. But I, I'm, I think I'm right on almost 100% with you where providing some type of comfort. If you want to be there for me, great. Let's just chill and hang out. And you can be in the same house as me, maybe in the same room as me. You can just watch TV or do something very quietly uh-huh. where we don't have to communicate. Yeah. I don't need a pep talk about how this is normal or <laughs> things will get better uh-uh. or it wasn't meant to be. I don't need to hear any of that. I just need to deal with what it's just happened and then move forward from it, you know? I do like it when Dan rubs my head. I do like it when he touches my hair and he rubs my head. But I don't like it when he talks to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds bad. <laughs> oh my god, people must think I'm like terrible and like Dan's the most annoying person. He's not, you guys. I just don't like to be talked to. <laughs> Not during sex. <laughs> not when I'm upset. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> just don't talk. I just want to sit in silence and stare at each other or something. I don't know, but it's uh unless of course I'm the one that's like, tell me what's going on. What does this mean? What is going? On? I need to know what's happening. Then obviously I need some conversation there. But for the most part, I just want silence. Yeah. No, it's it takes time to process things. Yeah. You can't do that if and you're I just talking. You're not processing. Definitely. <laughs> and having little gestures of like the headbutt mm-hmm. and purring and just like really soft, like you said, a pat on the the head or the back or something like that. Something just just quick and soothing to let you know that that they're just to let them know that you're there or to let you know that they're there and you know just something like that but nothing too extravagant and overbearing yeah i agree that's what i want to all right good (laughs) (laughs) okay so for this fun fuck fact for this book at one point i don't know they were talking about one of the infamous scottish uncles or grandfather maybe i don't know 
somebody mm-hmm. who had like all the children. Because <laughs> apparently mm-hmm. honey badgers get get down quite a bit. <laughs> and they made some joke, and I don't remember how it went, but they made something really? about Genghis Khan, and like we're all related mm-hmm. to Genghis Khan too. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that is it. So we wanted to look up what is the real percentage of the population that is traced back to Genghis Khan today. Yes, because that is a it's a real it's a thing. real thing. So I found an article on Smithsonian.com, Smithsonian Magazine. So SmithsonianMag.com. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got it. You got it. <laughs> And the title of the article is 10 Other Men Left Genetic Legacies So Huge They Rival Genghis Khan's. And so it's really about this study that found that there's 11 men who have, like, there's 11 Y chromosomes in a large population in Asia. And those can all be traced back to these 11 men who must have been prolific with having children. They only know about Genghis Khan. <laughs> he's the only one. He's the only one that's identified. The other ones, they think they have one more that they think is. A, nope, I can't say that name. Sorry, Giokanga. <laughs> he was a okay. Quink d- Dynasty ruler, I guess, from the 16th century. But anyway, oh, I'm related to him. I'm okay. Sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm related to. Somebody from you're from one the of right area is my great 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 grandpa. I am sure, but and it's a really interesting article. It's not very long, but the the piece that I wanted to take out was just about Genghis Khan. And there was a 2003 study where they found evidence of his DNA in about 16 million men alive. Fucking <laughs> crazy. 16 million men. Oh. Oh my god. And that goes from that Mongolia all the way through. All the way through Asia. All the way. All the way through Asia. To like probably... almost dip into Turkey, right? And, and Europe? Didn't he go yeah. all the way? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pointing. I'm pointing too because no it's not see. useful to the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, and also, no. it's I don't know what direction I'm pointing in. That way, apparently, is Asia. <laughs> I'm, pointing, I'm pointing left. <laughs> Me too. Left was also the way I pointed. <laughs> So, you know, all and, you the know, way. Funny, I'm pretty sure, even though we're far apart, we're facing each other right now. <laughs> I think so, probably. I'm facing south. I'm facing west. Okay. We're no. not facing each other. No. Damn. I shouldn't have brought up that I was facing south. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, we were pointing at different sides of the world. But we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah so guys that's how um that's Genghis Khan for you yeah that's uh yeah that's that's fucking nuts <laughs> that's super nuts that's fucking nuts yeah he was definitely conquering the world one semen at a time <laughs> lots of semen at a time <laughs> lots of semen at a time alrighty so that is badger to the bone for you yeah we read. it was and i'm i'm glad that this series grew on me i i think that i had a problem with it in the beginning you did, where you I was were like, not no. as into it and i fucking I loved not. book one and you yeah. were like meh and i was like no nope. bitch this is funny <laughs> <laughs> i just couldn't grasp it i couldn't do it but i i think i think i was like super sick during you were time. you were sick that recording and i like i hated everything but i am taking it all back i love this series and i like i i'm so glad that <laughs> one of my old co-workers was just randomly searching goodreads for me for yeah. <laughs> romance novels and was like there's one about a honey badger and i was like done <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm you. in. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's great. It's super great. And it was really fun because we started it relatively shortly after the first book came out. Yeah. And the third book just came out this fall. Last fall. Max's yeah, story? Yeah, just came out this year. Okay. I was wondering about that because the thing that I do not like about this book was that Max had purple hair. Really? It's that stereotype where you've got the really catty Asian who's got the colored hair. If you think about all of like, not all of them, but there's a lot of Asian characters that are typecasted into, you know, certain roles and they have a strip of colored hair. Isn't it because 
of her badger? Doesn't she dye her the white stripes purple? I don't know. If that is, then I've totally missed it. I, I thought and, it was in I've, book if one. That is, I thought it was in book one, but I could be I could oh, be okay. wrong. I could have just assumed that. I thought because they all have weird hair. Okay. And I thought it had to do with their badgerness. It very well maybe, and I really hope that it is. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if people are trying to fall away from that, but it is. It's like one of those big things where like. It's just one of those, you've got that token Asian character and she's got a strip of colored hair. No, I know what you're saying. If Especially, you, like, that's a yeah. very two thousand, like early 2000s and, like, mid-2000s. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where, like, mm-hmm. it is just one strip, too. It's just, like, a big mm-hmm. chunk of pink or purple or green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, even in cartoons and mm-hmm. stuff, like, that's on Cartoon Network and things like that. I don't hate it, but it's just one of those mm-hmm. things that's, like... Yeah, we can kind of get over it now, and that shouldn't be like a typecast that Asian women are stuck underneath. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't hate the book because mm-hmm. of it, but it's just one of those things that stuck out to me. And I shouldn't be talking shit because I used to be that Asian. <laughs> I used to have colored hair all the time. So I really, I really have no room to talk about it. <laughs> I had red and pink and purple and green hair like all the time, but I don't anymore. But anyway. Yeah. I get it. Hey, if something you don't like, you don't like it. That's a cool. I thought I just, I might go back to the first book just to see if that's the case. But I thought I remember that because like Stevie struggles because her tiger stripes come out. So she has to keep bleaching her hair. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember if anything was with Charlie or not. Charlie might just have black hair. Okay. But I thought that was why that something about Max kept dying it because of the white stripes. Okay. And that, I mean, that sounds familiar. So if you do find out, <laughs> let me know. I'm just curious. I will. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. But awesome. I'm glad we finished them, too. I like these books. And somebody asked for us yeah. to read the last one so yay we did it (laughs) we did it hooray well what do you want to read it okay so i'm giving this sex in this one I think I'm going to give this one a nine. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. If not close. I mean, a like, an, ten. I can't quite give it a 10 because I, I think I would have wanted to be a little more and a little more spread out, like in different. Yeah. I need a couple different of scenes. times of the book. Yeah. I needed a couple of scenes. This one was clustered together, which was, I'm <sighs> really not complaining. I just, because it was so good. I wanted more. I did too. Yeah. So I'm going to say nine. It is. Yeah. It's um, a nine. Sex is a nine. And the story of the book, I, I mean, I always, I love the world building. I love how she writes, which is really great. But because it got real convoluted with the so many characters and different semi-plot lines that were just hidden behind the scenes and in the scenes and <laughs> just thrown out in random spots. Like you said, with Zay and his job, that meeting with his boss or whatever. That just never needed to happen. Yeah, some scenes that just didn't need to happen. I'll, I think I'll give this a 7. It was funny, though. It was funny. I think I'm going to give it, like, an 8. I think it... I I agree on the criticism, and I do think it's something to kind of watch for. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be easy as a writer to have too many ideas, and to think that they yeah. all... Like, in her world, this makes sense. Like, of course, we have to talk about the Italian aunts and the Scottish uncles and the, you know, and and we have to have a scene with the random, we just, like, I I talked about how I love the throwback scenes, and I do, but the first part of the throwback scene was introducing us to a new, a young girl that lived at the pack who was home for Christmas and, like, her whole backstory, and then we never meet her again. Mm (laughs) But it was just so that we could introduce that she saw the scene and saw them leave and come back bloody. And I was like, this is too much. You've now created a whole character with a whole backstory for a flashback (laughs) scene. (laughs) I was just Mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's sometimes you got to stop. Sometimes you just got to rein in a little bit. Because we knew all yes. about like her going to college and shit. And I was like, what is happening? And I thought for yeah. sure that girl was going to come back at some point. I was like, okay, well, obviously she's important, right? No. Right. <laughs> so I, I still like it. It's still entertaining. But there's a piece to be critical about. And yeah. it's that. But I will still give it an eight for the book because I, I think it's really funny. And yes. I love these books from the beginning. <laughs> I was all in on the goddamn badgers and the first book had bears in it and I was like yes and then there was a panda and now we've got a jaguar and I'm like I love this I think they're great we'll have to like touch in with you know see what Shelly's writing in the future but yeah I think these ones were really fun and I highly recommend them so definitely go out and read them and yeah 
support support the badgers <laughs> and the badger cause. They are they are super fun and they're super sexy <laughs> when you get to the sexiness of the sex. <laughs> Sexiness of the sex, super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay, so for our next book, we are going to be reading Jin, Jin Rebellion by Jessica Cage, um, narrated by Kenneth Toll. So this mm-hmm. one sounds interesting. It's been a while since we've had a male narrator. And I think we've only ever had one gin. Yeah, he was in the Misfit, the hybrid Misfit yeah. book. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was super hot. So this will be fun. Yeah, he was. I like gin. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's read some gin. Okay. Let's do it. So join us for that. Definitely come back. That'll be a good. But in the meantime, we would love to hear from you. So feel free to reach out to us on all social media at shdirtybooks. That's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can email us at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And that is sh with three H's. And you can visit us at our website at shdirtybooks.com and anywhere you can find podcasts, almost. And kudos to Jim Townsend for the music at the beginning and end of our episodes. We love it. Great stuff. Thank you. And um, we welcome you guys to give us some ratings and some reviews on iTunes or anywhere that you guys can find a place to give ratings and reviews. That'd be much appreciated. And like Kalina said, we are taking requests even though we're super busy. We would love to hear from you all. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Well, this is Kalina. And this is Seba. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune in to the next episode with some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.